Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. I said what you know about it. It's the stew, baby. Got the knees in plus. Yeah, it's stew, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello, you're listening to The Stew. Jason Stewart here. This is my food podcast, Andre Conaparo. Say hello. Hello. This is um, the first podcast that we've done after we've recently been featured on iTunes. <laughs> Jesus. That's your opener? Well, Fair I mean, enough. It was a big deal. It was very exciting. New and noteworthy. Yeah, yeah, your boy is new and noteworthy right now. I thought you were going to say the first podcast since the dip contest. At Super Bowl, but all right. Oh yeah, we got to cover that as well. We'll um, cover it, but continue. Continue I'll, I'll, your thought. I was only saying that because there could be a larger number of new listeners to the show, and I just wanted to say hello and thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Thanks to thanks to our our man's my my man Shona, friend of the show. He gave uh, put in a good word for for the stew and gave us a little new and noteworthy bump up, and we thank you for that. Right now, currently sitting number four on the iTunes charts for food podcasts. I want to say I appreciate you. Yeah, you are appreciated. And because of that, we needed a, a, a very tight special guest, my friend Anise Ansari. Say hello. Boom. Hello. Good. Listeners new and old. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners new and old. I uh, everyone. So. I brought Anise on to the show for three reasons. Uh, he's already done my other podcast, Tall Tales, before a couple times, and he's, Never heard of it. he's a great pod man. Number two, he lives around the corner from me and is very easily accessible and in Navy's my peripheral vision. A little Navy status, as I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> and number three, he knows a lot about food, and he is a big food head, just like we are. So I say, hey, why not? I told I told Jason, I'm like, look, man, you had me on your other podcast to talk about me. I hate talking about me. What I love talking about food. Yeah, let's talk about food. You and I ate food yesterday together. Yes. With our man David Cho, who's been on this show before as well. Oh, where'd you guys go? One of my favorite spots in LA, uh, Yunchen on Olympic, which is a Korean cold noodle spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's sure. spelled Y U C H U N. Space. I believe there's a space. Y U yeah. space C H U N. Also known as the cold noodle spot on Olympic, as I sometimes call it. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is that uh, a 7 Up in the Bra situation? No. Oh, no. It's a different. That okay. is Corner Place. Yes. Which okay. is, or a lot of places will do that. Where it's That's here. another spot. So, so the cold noodles is like a traditional Korean dish. And actually, yeah. there it's a little different at Corner Place, which is very good. Yeah, it's Corner great. Place has good. Uh, I say it's a lot different. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, noodle, the noodles are different. Cold noodles here is like a buckwheat noodle. Mm-hmm. The broth has like almost a slush type texture. What? You mm. get some slushy ice in there. So next level cold noodles. Real nicely. Thinly sliced marbled beef, mm-hmm. egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some greens there, in there. And, and a it's bunch, great. bunch it's of great. sesame seeds on there. But the, I think the main difference is the the corner place that soup broth is like a clear, almost sure. chicken broth. I yeah. think. Yes. And light light at, yellow. At Yu Yu Chun, it's like more of a brown beef mm-hmm. stock broth. What is the condiment situation? 
a little spicy mustard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little sure. vinegar. And then the other thing that's nice there is they have this like warm broth. It's like a warm version of the broth, and it's uh, served in a self-service situation where there's basically cups at your table, and yeah. there's a little row of just like dispensers. You go get a little hot broth in your cup, what? And come sit down. Yeah, it looks it's, it's basically like, like a nacho station day. for hot yes. Korean broth or warm broth. Korean broth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-service hell. broth. Yeah, it's yeah, great. It's, they ha- it's it's like the it's like a big canister, like you'd get hot water out yeah, of at yeah. a wedding or something like that. Yeah, it's but lovely. It's, it's lovely on a cold cold day. It's lovely uh, on a warm day. Sure. Honestly, my favorite thing there was the f- complimentary hot broth. Sure. I had right. three cups of it in addition to my giant bowl, bowl of noodles. So, so noodles. is the idea that they're going at you super cold, so cold, so slushy that basically you can heat it up to temperature? No. It's you more, want. more of a, more of an app. No, 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 no. no you don't, you don't mix app. and match. No, no, no you, you don't, don't mix and match. match. So no, no. it's not. You're not. This is just like a little like you get a cup of broth to kind of awaken your palate and start mm-hmm. the meal. Right. Um, yeah, it's like it's like a little little palate cleansing, hot and cold. Sure, sure. Okay, I I actually hearing this, I pictured like. Oh, this is how you adjust the temperature. No, 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 it's no. like that. No, no the two it, never meet. Not only is that not done, I believe it is frowned upon. Well, as I learned, we don't need to talk. We don't need to talk about that. Ooh, <laughs> Jason, a- Jason was having some fun with his food at the restaurant. And it wasn't really a good look for a white guy in the Korean restaurant. Oh, <laughs> getting frisky, like, Yo, man! Like I come here a lot. Like I don't need you tarning my rep. Like, <laughs> was there soju involved? No, no, it was lunch. This was lunch. That <laughs> was lunch. I was just being. I was being a little, def- a little silly. I was being a little, maybe a little silly. A little. He's defined. known to riff. Was he throwing food around anyway? I was God not. Forbid. I was God not. Forbid. I mean, like, there's a lot of ways that you can, you can mess up at an Asian restaurant. Like mm-hmm. chopsticks sticking up in a vertical position, always frowned upon. Don't do that. Uh, not being loud. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Being yeah, being I mean, unless you're. Unless it's in a drinking establishment, though. Well, then it's great, yeah. Then it's great. Then, then it's, it's like part, yeah. You're, where do you place. draw the line? Usually know where the line is. Yeah. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of us usually know. And then, I mean, then, then there's so many others, like when you're eating the pho, like don't put any of the sauces in the broth. You want to have that on the side and dip the meats into it, or else sure. you look like a look like a fool. Don't. Do's and don'ts. And then Do's when and you're don'ts. hitting the sush, you know, you're not supposed to... Not supposed like the way you dip it into the soy sauce. You're not supposed to put the. I think that's a real head. Thing. You're not supposed I think to put the pickled a, ginger yeah. in with that. You're supposed to eat that on the side as a palate cleanser in between dishes. There's a real like. That's what I do. I don't, I that's don't know. some. Head. I don't know what you guys do. Yeah. That's some head stuff. <laughs> rules. Well, you're not supposed to dip the nigiri into the soy sauce. You're supposed to take a piece of ginger and paint the soy sauce on top. In the rare occasion that you ever use the soy sauce with sushi, which you should never do. Right. Hey man, as, I just follow. I just follow the chef. You know what I mean? I follow the chef. As the lead, head's taking me, me on the journey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly, I wish if I was up to me, I would have an omakase for for dinner every single night. I mean, I would have it three times a week. You know what I mean? I don't think you want to do it every night. All right, that's fair. Three times a week. I just feel like it's such a great experience. I never get. I mean, I never get to do it. It's a little bit out of daddy's price <clears throat> price budget a lot of times. Yeah. but it's it's sick as hell. <laughs> I mean, it's, I went, it's the most fun to eat. I was recently traveling in Japan, and I did uh, omakase with this guy. I was trying to go to another restaurant, and it's really funny in uh, in Tokyo at the at the Barney's. At the Barney's in Tokyo. Tokyo the, Barney's. And then the Ginza neighborhood. Barney's the famed uh, high-end department store. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Barney's in Tokyo in the Ginza neighborhood, on the top level, there's just like a food court 
and there's restaurants there, but they're like good restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I, I was actually sent a, a list of uh, recommendations from friends, and there was a restaurant on there I tried to go to. It was a teppanyaki place. And I went there, and they closed early because I was there around New Year's time. I was like, fuck, I'm starving. Um, and I had also had like a previous... I tried to go to another restaurant and they had closed, so I was on my second spot. And I'm trying to see a shrimp get thrown in a hat. That's what I'm looking for (laughs) when you say teppanyaki. You're thinking of Benny's. All right. So I just was walking around this small, there's like four restaurants in the, three or four restaurants in this top level of this department store, and there was a sushi place that was still open. I walked in. The chef there was uh, really, really nice. He spoke, he spoke great English, and I chatted with him. Um, and he was like, yeah, so you want to do, I was like, yeah, I want to do omakase. And he's like, sure, do you want to do just regular omakase, or you can do kind of like my like omakase. And I'm like, yo, let's, let's do yours. Mm-hmm. And he gave me this one piece that I've never, it was, it was a bite I had never really experienced before in my life. It's a very unique bite. It was a, it was a piece of amber, amberjack. Mm-hmm. Uh, a piece of amberjack. Delicious amberjack. Delicious amberjack, obviously beautiful and fresh on the rice. And then on top, which I've obviously had amberjack before, but on top, a dollop of spicy mustard. Mm. Oh. A dollop of spicy mustard out of nowhere. And it was, it was a great bite. It was one of the best bites of my oh. trip. Oh. So yeah, I like I like I like the omakase. You know what I mean? I like I like <clears throat> loving the chef can have a little fun with the omakase. Mm-hmm. I really wanted you to say human flesh <laughs> when you're like it was a Which, bite I've never had before. Just, it just it like a little, crazy. and then the doors like, locked. Yeah, it was just and a then, little. <laughs> you start what's what, what's in this wine? Yeah. yeah, yeah have like, you seen The Handmaiden? Kind of like that that kind of yeah, vibe. Oh my god, sure. yes, my favorite movie of last year. Oh, oh okay. Movie of last year. Come Snubbed at the Oscars, one of the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful, the production design of The Handmaiden is. Yeah, regardless of, of the story or the, how you yeah, feel I mean, about it was the a little, movie, it was a little, it was a little much at times. It looks yeah. incredible. It looks incredible, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Park Chan Wook. Come on the pod, let's talk, let's have eat. I would <laughs> what do you love, like to eat food? I would love, you know, he's, I'm a, you know, I, I'm a writer for uh, film and TV, and Park Chan Wook's like one of my, you know, idols mm-hmm. inspirations. I love his films, and would love to just have a meal with him, you know? I was thinking of, I was thinking about food that appears in movies and uh, like whenever you're watching a movie and you see a dish appear and you're like I really want to I really want to eat that. Well like speaking of Japanese stuff, I I've, I've been reading a lot of Murakami lately mm-hmm. and he the way he talks about a lot of times people are eating eating Japanese food and having like a Japanese beer. And uh, and I've all I've been wanting to have is Japanese beer. Like that's the only alcohol I want to drink lately. Me too. So it's like engraved in my brain. Where like I, I want the little little small glass cup. Mm-hmm. I want a cold mm-hmm. Sapporo, Asahi, Kirin, whatever it is. Pour it in, a little bit in. Blah blah blah. But then I was watching Sicario. Oh yeah. Which is a fantastic movie. Um, we've all seen it, of course. And Probably was my favorite of last year. Sicario, yeah. I thought, was two years ago. Two years, ago. two years ago. Two years ago. Oh, it's 2017. Yeah. It's 2015. Yeah, it's so close. But yeah. yeah. So, and then love the, the cop in the movie who lives in Mexico, he kind of... Oh, he's making his breakfast? Yeah. yeah, the breakfast. Oh, my God. And I I had, and I was watching it, and it appeared twice in the movie where he's like, hey, you know, go tell your mom to make me some breakfast. And then the little kid runs in, and he's like, papa, papa, your eggs are ready. And, like, yeah. and he's eating it. And well. it's like... And, and, but he lives in kind of like a... Kind of a shabby little village, like you can tell they don't have a lot of money. There's chickens running around. There's dirt everywhere. But then this plate arrives, and he's like kind of hungover. He's got he's pouring the whiskey in his coffee in the morning, 
And it's a plate with just like refried beans, pinto beans, I think scrambled I made eggs, some beans and some flour and tortillas. After I watched it. And I was like, that looks, looks so good. And it's good. done well and it makes you do it. It's so crazy. I've had that happen a lot. Like I did, um, I remember I saw the Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino's last movie, and I saw mm. the um, 70 millimeter presentation, mm. which when they do that, there's a... Uh, there was an intermission in the middle. Yeah. And there was a thing in the movie where, like, they were freezing cold, and when they came into this, like, shack, they were all kind of stuck oh, in. Yeah. They would pour the coffee, and during the intermission, I went and saw it at the Arclight in Hollywood. I ran to the <laughs> lobby and got coffee. I was like, oh, my God, that, that, that looks so good. Like, <laughs> it looks so good. I, like, want some coffee. What day did you go? <laughs> um, I mean, hard, I think that went, like, a, it was, like, a week or two after it came out. Okay, because we went together the same 70 mil presentation on the 26th. I think we <clears> only ran for a yeah, I wasn't in town during Christmas. Yeah, 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 I went right after Christmas. Right, the week yeah. after, yeah. So, oh yeah, they would, they would. But when the food's popping in the movie, it makes you want to get it. I, very infamously, infamously, me and my friend in high school got really stoned and went and saw the remake of the movie Three Ten to Yuma. Mm-hmm. And like we didn't eat lunch before we got went, and then like in the middle of the movie, there's a scene where they get to I think it's Christian Bale's house, and his wife cooks them a meal, and they make like a steak, and we're in the middle of this movie, stone I remind him so hungry, and I just like looked at my friend, and I'm like, yo man, there's like a steakhouse like right around the corner, you just want to bounce, and he was like, yeah, <laughs> you left no the movie, yeah, we way. left the movie and got a steak, and it was like a crazy movie too, because we were like. 16-year-old kids and we just went to like a steakhouse and like <laughs> double two That's stoner kids in a steakhouse so like, great can you describe your outfits at the time can you let me know I mean, what was on the what was on was, top it, and what was very on bottom specifically very specifically you know skinny skinny my friend had skinny jeans on i had skinny black pants yeah we both had uh <laughs> long hair yeah my friend i'm indian my friend was uh white half uh, white quarter korean so like a little pinch of asian and then we had just like really like my friend probably had like a really bright pink or orange like blood brothers shirt and i probably had Very like tight. a like super like aggressively like dark imagery like mastodon or between yeah. the buried me or convert some type of metal shirt so we're like for sure really standing out me me and the same friend would always get really stoned and go to this um barbecue restaurant in our hometown uh columbia south carolina it's my favorite restaurant in the world this place called little pigs barbecue mm. um and it's this barbecue shack in like the middle of nowhere like off the highway like across the street from like a small trailer park right and attached to a gas station situation and we would like it's also like the people who go there it's just like working class people like people who work there's like a big blue cross blue shield nearby uh military people there's fort jackson in columbia uh and like families and we would go there in these like loud clothes completely standing out really (laughs) stoned and it was also like in the like early years of me getting stoned, we're like, like laughing at stuff was a problem, and we just sure. had these few lashing fits, and it'd just be like, yeah, create <laughs> a lot of mischief there. But uh, I go back there now and pay my. So what do you order there. when you go there? But you live well, to tell the tale. Barbecue places in South Carolina are the best because they're all usually buffet style. So mm. you go in there, you pay like ten dollars, you get in the buffet. You got so. Uh, Carolina style is traditionally um, mustard based. You have a mustard based sauce. Um, little pigs, they would have, they little pigs was the best because they had all three. They had a mustard based sauce, uh, a vinegar based sauce, um, and just a classic like, tom- like a tomato based sauce. So you had all three: the pulled pork. Mm. Um, and actually, the twist is is <laughs> I didn't eat pork till I was nineteen. 
So when I was going there as a kid, I didn't eat any pork. I just got, they also have like fried chicken and then mm. all the fixings. So I would just get fried chicken, beef brisket, and like fixings, your mm. mac and cheese, your green beans, your hush puppies, your cornbread, mm-hmm. your greens. Um, baked beans, much like hash. the coffee, the, um, much like the coffee scene in or the steak scene in Three Ten Duma. I want some hush puppies hush right puppies, now. Hush puppies, hush puppies. Some, yeah, if you're um, listening to this podcast but right now, yeah. So like, it was a thing where I went there all throughout my like childhood and teenage years, and I never had the pulled pork. And then I remember the first time I like came back home after I started eating pork. Uh, it was a big day. It was sitting under I your nose lot. the whole time. It was sitting under my nose the whole time, and I was not disappointed. It's very good. If you're that, sweet ever time. in Columbia, South Carolina, go to Little Pigs and then leave because there's nothing else. <laughs> that <laughs> decrepit town. Um, I love Columbia. It's my hometown. And I love it very much. But it's you know, if you live in Columbia, you know what I'm saying. It's you know. It's what place. is the uh, what is the correct method of marijuana delivery when you're about to have that barbecue? Are we doing edibles? Are we doing a um, joint? Are well, we doing I mean, a bubbler like, in the car? Well, Are we doing Columbia, a bomb so hitting the car? So this was. This was get like smoke a smoke a swisher in the car <laughs> driving around my neighborhood and then like it's like off this like what you'd call a country road, you know yep. what I mean? Which is like kind of an unmarked road, this road called Percival Road. And then kind of cruise down there, like hands clicked, clicked on the wheel. And then like, because the thing was like during the day, like if you got stoned during the day, like my on, on a weekend, like my like. I live with my own uncle. My own uncle are home, so it was like we would go and get high, and then it would just be like, "Fuck!" Well, we can't like immediately go home because it's like, "Hey, we're leaving." It's not like, "Oh, we went outside for 15 minutes and came back." And we so smell we like weed like, now. Yeah. Um, so go we get would, lunch. Like, I'll be back in seven to, hours. We'd go to bar. We'd go to a little piece of barbecue. We go to um, Zaxby's. Was a, was a spot mm-hmm. we'd go to, which is uh, Zaxby's is like a chain um, restaurant Zaxby's. in the south. It's like basically chicken fingers and chicken wings. Yep. Um, and that's like one of my favorite places. It's, it seems like you were doing like a southern clerks like activity. I mean, you that was basically we would go eat. Fried go to the foods. comic book store. Yes. Well, that was yeah. That we did that too. Yeah. Me and my one friend would go every Wednesday before we went to the comic book store. Um, I wasn't really stoned then because we went like right after school, but. Um, new Comic Wednesdays. New Comic Wednesdays was paired with uh, barbecue. Um, such a good look. Such mm. a good look. Maybe a movie. Well, dude, mm. I always wanted. There was before we, we Clerks Three. Before we did barbecue, we went to little. Me and my friend Steven would go to the comic book shop every Wednesday. Um, and we had this thing too, where me and him, like our last two years of high school, like got out of school at lunchtime, basically. Um, cause we did like whatever advanced classes, earlier classes, blah, blah, blah. So must be nice. A lot of the times, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, get home <laughs> yes, and, yes, it was nice. Get high all day and hang out. I worked very hard um, for that. I nice, worked nice. very hard for that. Um, and it worked out too. Cause I worked very hard when I didn't have a car. And then once I got a car, I was like, cool, I'm cruising. Um, <laughs> oh, but we, we, we eventually would go get barbecue every day and then go to the comic book shop. But for a while we used to go to this great comic book store that was in Columbia called Acme Comics and Records. It was like a real like hip comic book shop, record shop. Um, no longer, no longer there. Uh, but for a while, they were in a certain area in Columbia uh, called Rosewood, which is like just an area not near where we live. It's like a thirty-minute drive, and just no reason for us to go there besides go to the comic book store. And there was a pizza place there that was really good. Ooh. It's called Dano's Pizza, which Dano's is still open. So if you're in Columbia, shout out to Dano's. It's my favorite pizza in Columbia. Mm. Um, and Dano's was right across the street. It was just like it's just like a slice spot, right? You know what I mean? And like previously in my life, there was no like slice spots near me. So it was a slice spot. It was really nice. And, like, you know, we went to the comic book shop, and it was run by this really cool guy. His name was Phil. He was kind of like a, old, uh, like a hipster dude, a big beard, 
rocking the plaid. He was like a real nice guy. And like most of the people that went there older were these two kind of like dumb high school kids that would come and drive up. And like he would let us hang out and kind of gave us a place to hang out. And they're really cool. And like it was like cool. We're hanging out with older people, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then we go get pizza. And then at the pizza spot, there was a um, girl who was like kind of like this like hippie girl. And she would serve us every week. We'd come in there. We'd get our books. We'd go get our pizza read our comics, eat our slice of pizza. Same pizza? Same pizza, just like a cheese slice. Cheese you know, slice. Just cheese a cheese slice. slice, you know what I mean, at the time. Never again, went I wasn't pet. dabbling. Never went sausage. Wasn't eating pork at the time, wasn't, if you recall. There you go. There you go. Narrative, what about a ranch dip? Um, I would fuck around. I, I fuck around. It was a type of pizza you could fuck around with a ranch dip. I don't think I did the ranch <laughs> dip there too much. But mm-hmm. we like mm-hmm. would get, for like two years, that was our thing. And then one day, we went to the shop, and Phil was like, Hey man, uh, I just got some news. We're uh, we're moving the shop. The uh, guy uh, who owns the building up the rent, and we're just going to move to another space downtown. We've in Rosewood. And we're like, okay. And we're like, bum. We're not going to get to eat Dano's anymore because we own. There's no reason for us to go to that area. It's sure. like not like blah blah blah. So like you know, we went to Dano's that last day, and like normally like uh, they would call your you'd order, you'd go sit down, they call your name, you go pick it up. This time the girl came and brought us the food and was like. Hey, uh, so it's your uh, guy's probably not gonna gonna be coming around anymore. And you're like, yeah, they move the violin shop, music. and like we don't live in this area, blah blah blah. And she's like, you know, when I was a little kid, I had a best friend. He was this little chubby kid, and he was my best friend. We hang out all the time. And then when we got a little older, like he became like my first boyfriend, and we were like really close. And then we grew apart. And then years later. He opened a comic book shop right across the street from where I work. And I was like, holy shit, these two people. What? Like, I knew, I interacted with these two people <laughs> every week. And I had no idea there was this crazy backstory. That's it amazing. Blew my mind. It was like one of the most like beautiful moments in my life. Sure. I remember it like a movie. Damn. Um, and so, she yeah. was like, side note, I sell weed if you want to come back and get me. <laughs> I wonder what happened. I mean, as if, as if uh, reading Phil, comics. Phil, and- Phil, the comic book shop uh, guy, went on to work at uh, Anson Mills, the great uh, grits oh, sure. provider, I've got which a, is based in my hometown. Yeah, the best grits, the best grits, the best grits. Way to bring country. it around to uh, food, uh, by the way. I have Anson Mills That's grits in the freezer right now. Best grits Holler. in the country, Anson Mills. Carolina gold um, white rice. Mm-hmm. The best, the Holler best. Co-sign Alan, Anson Mills. It's Carolina. I was, I was right looking at a bag of grits today. And, I, and then I was also looking at a jar of Bojangles seasoning salt, which I blessed you with. And then I was like, "Bless you." What if you make instead of adding salt to the grits, you add the Bojangles seasoning salt and make Bojangle grits? Is that too crazy? It's or is not that too just, crazy, man. You can put work? you can put that season on anything. Let me tell you, I did this thing the other day. <laughs> I, so I got the Bojangles seasoning from him, and Bojangles, if you don't know, is a, another fried chicken chain in the South. <laughs> it's very popular. It's a fried chicken and biscuit chain. Um, it's one of my favorite places. If you're ever flying through Charlotte Airport, Charlotte Douglas Airport, there's a Bojangles in Terminal B. Slide through, get the Anise order, Cajun filet biscuit, and a Bowberry biscuit on the side. We'll get a couple of Texas Pete hot sauces on the on the side. Do you get um, the packet of grape jelly as well? Well, Bowberry, you don't need a jelly. Sometimes I do get a plain biscuit and grape jelly because I do like plain a plain biscuit and grape. What jelly. What is a Bowberry? Bowberry is a biscuit <laughs> with kind of like. Uh, a fake berry element like you would find in like a cake mix or something sure. or like a muffin mix um, and then it's like covered drizzled in like vanilla icing it's like very a, delicious like a fruity pebbles situation yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in a the fake fruit, fruit world yeah yeah like a fake sure. fruit and then drizzled with icing it's very good but uh, they also have very that famously that I've never had 
I've, I've never had, never had, they have a had potato. Bojangles, but I've never they have had a, that. We'll get it next time. They have a fries dish called Botato Rounds, and they have like a very specific seasoning, Bojangles seasoning. It's in the realm of like a Lowry seasoning salt, yep. which mm-hmm. I put on everything. Yep. Um, but it's kind of its own little niche of that. Mm-hmm. And Big difference, of, Lowry's doesn't have MSG, Bojangles does. I don't know that for a fact. Is that a fact? I do know that Oh, for that's a fact. fact. Well, no wonder it's good. <laughs> um, Hello. But uh, MSG is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Uh, I got a thing from Jason, and I, I've been using it in my cooking a lot, and I did a really nice um, dish the other day where I had uh, just some Yukon Gold potatoes in the fridge. Uh, I got a little olive oil, put it in the bowl, put in some crushed garlic, a little, just a little bit of crushed garlic, some uh, chopped green onions, mm-hmm. and then just swagged it out with some Bojangle seasoning, mm-hmm. put that over some sliced Yukon Golds, tossed that in the oven for, you know, like half an hour, 375, and just like... A real nice, it was a real nice potato side. It was a really nice potato so side. So you made like a roasted bongerling potatoes? Yes, bongerling potatoes. <laughs> that sounds real good. It was good. really nice. It was, a little, it was a perfect, like, crisp on the, the olive oil gets it real crisp on the outside, but you cook it well enough where it's creamy on the inside, and the bojangles kind of like pops the palate a little. It's really nice. <laughs> Are these like, and like half inch slices? Well, yeah, just, just like real thin, you know, th- thin as possible. Oh, thin, oh, thin as thin possible. Thinner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Got it. Is, is then, it potatoes bogratin? Potatoes, I think it's more in the vein of a potato, potatoes bogratin. Just got no it. cheese. Um, olive and oil. no cheese, but olive oil. And mm-hmm. don't sleep on the green onion comp- uh, mm-hmm. element, because yeah. I kind of threw those in kind of like I had green onions. Um, but what ended up happening was obviously they gave a little flavor in there, but the green onions kind of crispy? like a little crisper. Yeah, that's the shit. <laughs> and a little crispers. You that's saw what, it in yeah. my eyes. I was like, I know what's going on potatoes. here. I can see inside your soul right now. Crispy um, green onions. Yeah, yeah, the little crispy green onions in there. So yeah, it's a great, great, great side dish. I'd recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. if you want to purchase this niche seasoning from a uh, fast food chain in the south and make these potatoes. I wonder, like. I mean, it must be on the Amazon, right? I didn't even look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it came. Me, it was very nice of our friend to send us this mm-hmm. giant care package of great things. Yeah, we're, spread, we're spreading that jangle out. But when the when the Bojangles runs out in my cupboard, because I copped one too, mm-hmm. I will reorder. Mm-hmm. I will reorder too. I, I like, will I like, find it again. It's a good again. thing to have in the fr- especially for me, because like I said, I do put Lowry's on a lot of stuff. It's yeah. like I can have a slight, a little slight remix. Yeah, right? For it's sure. It's also really, also a quick shout out to... Uh, I don't use it as much anymore, but I was obsessed with it growing up and through college. Tony Shasheries. Um, you never had Shasheries? Is that the Greek That's the seasoning? Italian. No, no, that's an Italian. It's like an Italian spice blend. It comes in like a green, uh, a green container. It's got the little chef with the yep, white hat. Tony, white hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never had Tony C's? I, I know this. I know this completely. I'm gonna, I'm giving, I know I'm this giving image Jason completely. a visual. Okay. It's a real pop. It's just like a niche. It's similar to Lowry's. It's like a niche seasoning but mm. i got i got obsessed with it in uh as like a little kid Tony put it on everything in in my house growing up but it's just like a creole seasoning basically it's creole right. seasoning my house growing up it was the uh it was spike brand seasoning i've seen this yeah, one. yeah. also shout to old bay also shout to oh old yeah bay. for sure old bay tony shashery old bay there's Isn't a f- it so weird that a guy named tony shashery is like all right i'm gonna make some I'm just out here some salt and then i'm did, just gonna be like a millionaire did you have wiener schnitzels where you where you were when you're a kid there is no wiener schnitzel okay you're talking I'm about shaker fries i know i know i know the schnitz. I know you the know schnitz, i'm about to talk uh, about shaker fries baby <laughs> there do you is, remember shaker fries i know it from going knowing wiener schnitzel now they still have shaker fries now shaker fries still do they no i just read about it yeah yeah because there, when I was a kid, dissertation on them, but uh, the missing, like the the holy grail of seasonings, 
I remember <laughs> the ranch shaker fry seasoning being so incredible. And this is, again, as a child, so who knows what it's yeah. like. If, if yeah, I actually you, got to go back in time and try to be like, this is those, the shit I'm still dreaming about. My favorite food when I was growing up, quick aside, was Ryan's, the buffet place. Do you know It's like Golden Corral. Okay. It's like, yeah, sure. this is like Golden. And it was my favorite it. restaurant. And I'd always get my parents to take for my birthday and stuff. And they'd hate taking me. Like, I didn't understand. And I remember <laughs> me and my friend Steven, my friend I go to the comic book shop with, when we first, like, it was like the second week we could drive. We like had a weekend. And we're like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "Dude, we can drive. We can go anywhere." I was like, "Let's get lunch." We're like, "Dude, let's go to Ryan's." And we went to Ryan's, and then we we're like, "Flash cut to like, wow." <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> oh, this is a bunch of shitty food. <laughs> yeah, we should never come here ever again. Yeah, that happened to me. That, was the last time I went to that happened to me when I went to Sizzler in my teens mm. or in my twenties. Just yeah. Like, mm. Oh yeah. I was gonna say when we were, you guys were talking about movies. Jackie Brown. Every time I watch Jackie Ooh. Brown, I'm like, I should go to Sizzler. And it's happened. It happens, and then like I'll go, and then I'll be like, oh, it's horrible. I don't want to go here anymore. But then like eight years later, I'll watch Jackie Brown again and be like, I Damn. should just go to like is, got, If it's enough time for me to forget how bad Sizzler mm-hmm. is, you, I'll go back to Sizzler. Did you guys see The Founder? No, the, I uh, haven't the seen the McDonald's. I haven't seen it because I know if I see it, I'm gonna kill some McDonald's after. I'm gonna feel that. <laughs> Even I watched the trailer and I was like, "Damn, dude!" I could like I listened to I listened to just like a podcast that was talking about, it, and I was like, "Fuck, dude!" I could just slide McDonald's real quick right now, like, get a double cheese. So if we've learned anything, you are easily persuaded. Easily persuaded into food. Yeah. <laughs> did easily. you? Did, was there Indian cooking in your house? Yes. Was there, was there Indian food in Columbia? every day? Every day. Every, well, every day. My um, my mom and when I lived with my aunt, uncle, my aunt and uncle cooked um, Indian food. Basically, I grew up on a mix of. Southern style Indian food. My family's from the southern area of India, Tamil Nadu area, um, Kerala region, Chennai region, um, and the, so that that style of food is different than what now, most that, people understand as Indian is food. Is that dosas? We eat dosas, but it's not. So, so the restaurants, the Indian food that's served in restaurants is more analogous to like northern Indian food, like what you'd get in New Delhi and stuff like that. And it's it's good. It's good food, and I like it. Sure. But southern Indian food is just different. Well, there's just so many different regions in India, and like the food varies in there. And southern Indian food is kind of differs in the same way that southern food in America differs from a traditional American food. It's a little, it's a little more flavorful. There's a lot more seasonings going on. There's a lot more of a variety of sides and vegetables. Um, You know, like so, like a southern style curry or biryani is like you know, like a southern style curry is like a little more spicy, a little more. Layered with flavor, you know. Got some we stank do, on it. We do biryani, mm-hmm. which is like you know, like a kind of like a jambalaya type dish, right. heavily seasoned rice with food. Yeah. Um, and Kerala is a is a region uh, I have a lot of family in. We go to where Kerala cuisine is like a lot of seafood, and mm. it's like a mixture of seafood and then a variety of like pickled vegetables and sides. Um, so Damn, you get it's like, like some Korean jambalaya. You get like you get like the Indian you go, you go get like you go to a restaurant there. They give you a banana leaf. They'll Come around, you get some fried fish, they'll slop some rice on there, you get a little yogurt on the side for a cool, and then just a bunch of different pickled vegetables. It's amazing. So sounds like, eat, it sounds like heaven. It's great, it's great. And there's only like, it's very rare to find that uh, style of cuisine in restaurants here. Like in New York, uh, there's no, there's a, there's a Sri Lankan restaurant in uh, the Valley that I've been to that has some like decent, like similar flavors. Um, but outside that, LA, LA, to at least my taste, like doesn't have the best Indian food. Sure, New York. Uh, there's a couple of restaurants. There's a restaurant called um, my favorite restaurant, uh, 
for Indian Food New York was a restaurant called Kokum, and they did like pretty close to that style of food. But they re- it should hopefully it's open now. I was going there a lot, and they had to recently close. And they said they were reopening in another location. So shout out to Kokomo if they're open. But it was a mixture of that type of how food. Do you, how, do you, how do you spell that? K-O-K-U-M. Okay. Um, and if not, there's a restaurant called Unjapar that's pretty good too. But that's Chetnad style, which is like a specific type of uh, cuisine specific to the city of Chennai. Um, and that's like a little like... That's like a little too spicy for its own good. I, I kind of define that. As <laughs> sure. As I, I went there Is that the uh, Zeshwan of it's India? It's a little more top of Zeshwan. It's like, okay, who, who are you trying to impress here? Yeah, don't I'm be, saying don't that about this Chetnad and not Zeshwan food. I love Zeshwan food. I'm not, <laughs> that's not a slime slum Zeshwan food. But it was a mixture of that and then uh, American Southern style food. There was, a, there was a woman who basically raised me and took care of me. Was like, both of my parents worked, so we had like a caretaker at my house. Um, and she like, A, cooked me like soul food like every other day for lunch and then taught me how to make fried chicken and then similarly when i lived with my uh uncle he taught me he taught me how to make a man to fish am i right he taught me how to make curry my uncle my uncle very infamously like my aunt uh took like a painting class every week and she did like still lifes and whatnot of flowers and whatnot and fruit bowls um (laughs) but she she did this painting class every week and on those weeks like me and my uncle would cook um and i remember very vividly one time when i was a kid he was like you got to learn to cook Man, you got you can and you got to learn to do laundry and all that shit. Like you can never. He said he he said an off color joke, which was you should never uh, have to rely on a bitch for anything. <laughs> that was an off color joke. I'm not saying that joke. I don't, you know, I don't. I support think the that gendered, joke. I don't. I don't think it was a good joke in retrospect. It was of its time. Sure. Uh, my uncle's from a different era, but so that's we, like we, so we my, appreciate the sentiment. That's like you know, southern style food and uh, Indian food are my two favorite things to cook, which I don't cook a lot. Right now, I don't do Indian food a lot just because I live in a condo and the smell I can't contain. Sure. <laughs> um, but when I'm at my, my, my brother has a nice kitchen, a big kitchen with a great exhaust, so I'll go cook Indian food there. And then soul food, I'll cook soul food like I used to in college do, um, uh, as I've talked about, uh, I talked about on uh, Jason's other podcast, I'm a big pro wrestling fan, and I used to do this thing where. Hell yeah. Two of my uh, three of my best friends would come over every Monday to watch Monday Night Wrestling, and I'd cook like uh, just a soul food dinner, basically do like fried chicken, biscuits, mac and cheese. So we do fish fries sometimes. So when you say college, not in a dorm, it's like you got. I lived in an apartment building. Yeah, I lived in an apartment building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I lived in an apartment building in college. Uh, So yeah, we do like a full full southern spread. You are the best guy in the world. Um, Yeah, I love (laughs) my. I love my. I love my. He's gonna be making fried chicken and fried fish. Was it kind of like a Monday is a new Saturday scenario? Well, we're because popping you look forward off. to it we're so look, much. We're po- we're, dude, it was fun, man. I, I miss it, man. Like, because we would cook and like we get really high and then joke around, play video games, and fucking watch wrestling. And because when you do soul, yo, food let's bring like that, that back. When you do soul, <laughs> yo, 2017, <laughs> New Year's resolutions. Let's bring that let's back bring every that back. Monday night. Because soul food, like, I just need like kind of like a squad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Sure, it's a lot, but uh, I love doing that. But now I try to like. It's like if I'm now I kind of have a mentality where it's like if I'm cooking for myself. Um, I like try to cook on the not the healthier side, but in the healthier direction. Same, you know what I for mean? Sure. It's mm-hmm. like because I'm already cooking for myself. Like I like to do like, and I'm not like, I'm not. I'm kind of like a little anti like extremely healthy food. Like I'm not trying to eat quinoa. Mm-hmm. Like I need to eat rice. You know what I mean? Yep. My compromise was that like I eat rice like say like four four or five times a week, six times a week. Like I'm an Asian guy. 
Um, I try like half of its brown rice. You know what I mean? That's my sure. like, you know what I mean? Half of its brown rice. I'll do like a brown rice mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> but um, also, but like, I just try to do that. I try to eat like, okay, if I'm eating meat, it's a good meat. I'm eating fresh vegetables. You know what I mean? And just cook it well. Like, that's kind of my healthy eating. Yeah. For sure. And I think put that's a, a shit ton of butter on it. But also, it's like... These vegetables are so healthy. Half a <laughs> stick of butter. Yeah. Just <laughs> dipping it in ranch. Um, but also, you know, restaurants can do unhealthy food better than you can at home. Like, yes. Like, the, yes. the commercial deep fryer is what you want your deep fried food to go in. Yes. You don't want it to be, like, necessarily in your house. Like, unless you have a good deep fryer or you've got a really good candy thermometer and you really know, like, yeah, the oil yeah. tank and you're chicken, doing a touch like, oven. Okay, like, I'm doing this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I did... Uh, Let's wa- walk us through the f- your fried chicken. So the Anise fried if, if chicken. If you're okay, if you're okay with releasing it to the world, I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I'll throw it out there. Just an audio form. No one fucking transcribed it. If I see a transcription, you'll be hearing from my lawyer like, on some real. I'm only authorizing this for audio use only. You gonna be dead tonight. I'm licensing this to the Sue. Jason, I'll send some paperwork. You'll hear from my lawyer tomorrow. That's fine. That's fine. Um. So I do this. This is fried chicken. How my um my nanny taught me how to make it, and. First off, like, get breadcrumbs out of here. If you're fucking rolling up on some breadcrumbs, like, get mm-hmm. it out of here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, All right. egg wash, like, there's great fried chicken with egg wash, but not my fried chicken. Get Fair. egg wash out of here. Mm-hmm. This is a very specific recipe. You already recipe. got me. I'm all excited. I need, all I need is some flour. So this is the recipe. I, one thing I like to do is I'm a big drummits fan. Sure. <laughs> so I'll just do wings and drummits because you just want to maximize. You want dark meat, and you want to maximize the surface area the skin. skin to dark meat ratio and i love a big good drumstick if it's done good but i like to do drummies um mm-hmm. and you can call them drummies which is fun something my brother <laughs> likes to do a lot um as featured in uh our, in the tv show we do we there's a whole drummies, drummies. bit we did um but what is that in season one season one of master of none in the nashville episode we do a oh. shout out to uh white sauce drummies white sauce drummies i remember um, that um but that's basically just me and my brother jokingly saying drummies over years we put it in the tv show <laughs> Uh, so you get the drummies, clean them up, <laughs> and then the twist is, and this is how my nanny taught me to make it, she used to do it, do a little m- Dijon mustard. Buh. Bowl, bowl of drummies, a spoon of Dijon mustard. Down as hell, but Mix never, it up. this is the first time, this I've heard first, yeah. I've heard many things, this is the first Dijon time I've heard spoon So Dijon, Dijon. Is, the, is the wet binding agent. The wet binding agent, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little Dijon mustard. The WBA. Mix it up, and then I like to do a seasoning on the um, drumsticks. One guess what's going on here? Jangles it's a little Lowry's. It's a little Lowry's. Yeah. It's a little Lowry's. Wait, do you do a you do a Lowry's before the flour dredge? Before the flour dredge oh. on the chicken, so you got the you got the so Dijon. you don't mix it with the flour. You hit it with the Lowry's. Lowry shows up again during the flour process. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but, 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 but get a heavy little sprinkle. I would say I would define it as a sprinkle, not a dash, not a pinch, it but a sprinkle, a sprinkle of Lowry's. Give it a good massage. Get the meat in there. Mm-hmm. Heat up your oil. Just use like uh, I just use like always use canola canola oil. That's just what we had in my house straight up mm-hmm. um i'm sure you could do it in peanut oil it'd be fine mm-hmm. um cottonseed oil cottonseed oh well, i mean i'm not gonna co-sign cottonseed oil <laughs> oh, uh, i'm sure it's fine i'm sure it's fine uh but uh you get the just and then flour on the side you do a flour mix just a little pepper and a little lowry's mm-hmm. um no point putting salt in there at that point mm-hmm. and then once the uh the oil is at a good temperature just dab do do a quick dab of flour Toss it in there. When it gets golden brown, pull it out. Toss it on some paper towels. Give it another sprinkle of regular salt. Mm. Um, and then it's good to go. Serve with, you know, some biscuits, gravy, um, rice, mm. wow. mac and cheese. So like you'll it. do a fried chicken with rice? 
I don't. I do fried chicken with rice all the time. Yeah. Why wouldn't I do fried chicken mm-hmm. with rice? Very, rice and gravy. Fair. Rice and gravy. Again, that's the cross section of Asian and Southern. It's like I'm, I have rice and gravy every meal. But my folks. Also, double, triple starching a lot. You sure. Know what I mean, I come from like the meat and three culture, which is like any restaurant in the South, you go, you get a plate of one meat of fried chicken, a roast, fried fish, pork loin, whatever. And then you get three, three vegetables, which vegetables meaning sides, you just call. All sides in the south are vegetables. Macaroni and cheese is Macaroni a vegetable. Macaroni and cheese is a vegetable. Rice and gravy is a vegetable. So, like, I would do, like, <clears throat> double starch on the side. I would get rice and gravy and mac and cheese, usually. And then I'm having cornbread or some shit on the side, too. So it's like a triple <laughs> sure. starch. Hush it's like, yeah. Fried okra? Okra. Um, so my parents live in Hawaii. Also, and- screw you for eating all that food and having such a svelte figure. Hey, yeah. man, I got I got I got Again, that's why I got to have those healthy, those half-week brown rice so I don't get, I don't get skinny fat. Brown rice, right? yes. brown rice Wednesdays. I don't get that gut. I don't get that gut. Mm-hmm. Amen. So they do like uh, a firecracker chicken, which is like a very like ubiquitous yeah. Hawaiian dish. But it's always... It's very starch, starch, starch. Yeah. So it's like the the chili pepper chicken or the firecracker chicken. There's different names, but it's always the same dish. Mm-hmm. It's like very sweet, very spicy, very fried. And then it's a scoop of rice, scoop of macaroni salad, mm-hmm. like always. Like mm-hmm. like that's like. And then you pick your side. Like it's just not yeah. even like rice or macaroni salad. No, it's you gotta always, get both. It's always both. And then like Dude, what starches else are a big part of my life. I you know I met a girl and she was. Uh... <laughs> She is like on some like gluten free, like you know, dating around and stuff. Like, I mean, people are gluten free. It's like, man, that's gluten's such a huge part of my life. Like, you know, <laughs> gluten. And then it's like, oh, I don't do any starches either. It's like, you can't eat rice too. Like, you're, like G Life. Mm-hmm. G Life, get out of there. Get out of there. It's tough. I mean, we could all relate. We've all been there. It's, it's a, it's we, a dark I mean, fact. we not. Not all of us have been there, but yeah, you know, dating I, dating people with different dietary standards as you is yeah. is a real issue. It's I a real feel issue. like it's all I've ever done. <laughs> Me too. I run into it a lot. And I have a thing too where it's like, man, like there's a certain aspect where it's like, oh, they're like whatever day to day, you know, like we got to eat different stuff. That, that I don't think is a big deal. It's fine. But it's just like, man, I love, I love cooking and I love making, you know, I love making the Southern plate that I talked about. And I love making, you know, I'll do like a chicken curry with <clears throat> rice and yogurt and some vegetables and stuff. Like I love doing that. And I want to be able to, you know, like on a deeper talk, I think, you know, a big aspect of love and relationships is like sharing the things you love. And sure. just like, I, I would love, you know, I love cooking and kind of sharing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As, as a Indian cooking enthusiast yourself, do you know the Mata Joffrey cookbooks? Um, I've never read them, but I know of them. Yes. Those are what I've done my Indian cooking from and been happy with it. Yes. It would not be like, Oh, I'll definitely impress somebody who knows more than me about this. Yeah. But I really love the The books are super approachable. The recipes, like if you have an Indian grocery close to you, I mean, yeah, just and most for- don't, don't sleep. Don't think you, you might think you don't, but look like, you know what I mean? Like I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. We had Indian grocery. You know what yeah. I mean? Like exactly. Mm-hmm. We're blessed with Indian sweets and spices just down yeah. the road. So garam masala or fenugreek or any of these things that I need for stuff is, is very easy. Yeah, we'd always have that. And, you know, my specific type, my favorite, I, I don't have right now. I need to get a re-up. But uh, my aunt that I lived with, uh, she will make a mix, you know what I mean, of these type of spices. She'll just make sure. a pre-mix, keep it ready, yeah, and yeah. then just mm. that's your curry curry spice. And hit she'll send me, she'll mail me, yeah, 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 yeah. Do like a quip, you know what I mean? Like curry. My uncle, too, you know what I mean? There's different approaches to curry. And, you know, there's approaches that it's real low and slow along. You're taking a long time. But my uncle, like, in the South Indian style, like, taught me how to make curry very quickly, very efficiently. Chop up some onions, 
little dried red pepper, curry spice, tossing the chicken, little tomato element, let it settle, boom, you got a curry, you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. how I like to do curry, like quick, you know what I mean? I don't have time to cook around and stuff, but it's a good, uh, it's a good, it's a good thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's a good thing to try, like, you know what I mean? Like, I like oh, dabbling, so dabbling, I mean, you know what I mean? It's incredible. It's worth, like, even, like, stuff like Korean, Korean cuisine and Indian cuisine, it's, like, always a thing where you have to go out of your way to get these, like, specific spices yeah. and all that not, but it's, it's definitely worth, it's definitely worth trying, as you know, <clears throat> seeing, seeing all these new flavors is, is... I think it also becomes kind of like, or at least for me personally, um, it becomes really kind of fun and satisfying, where you do something that takes effort and is a little different and kind of, like, investigative, or you have to find the place to get it, and then you bring it home and you make it, and you're like, I made this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's satisfying Even if in a it way, doesn't turn out amazingly, yeah. you're like, whoa. Even if you've had a better, like, butter chicken, or a better chana mm-hmm. masala, or whatever it is, you know, like the ubiquitous dishes that you're used to yeah. making, or used to eating in, in, in Indian food, American Indian food, but you make that yourself, and you're like, okay, this is fun. Yeah, I did. You, you know, know, I like, like, I love, you know, living in LA, I love Korean food a lot. And, ugh. you know, go to, you know, that's like, oh, go to any great Korean restaurant it's and my stuff. It'll be the best. You know what I mean? It's one of the best parts of living in LA. Yep. Um, but I get to dab, I dabbled with cooking some Korean stuff. There's a, a great book called Cook uh, Korean, and it's by an artist named Robin Ha. And it's basically like a graphic novel with all these. I followed her online for many years, and she used to do it on a blog where it's these beautiful kind of illustrated recipes on how to do, like, classic Korean dishes, your scallon pancakes, your, you know, different mm. things like that. She was featured um, in a Lucky Peach when that yes, came out. Yes, and yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. how she, I she, saw she's it for really, the first yeah, time. She's super cool. So, yeah, cool. check her stuff out online, uh, Robin Hawk Korean. And then, yeah, I, like, did a scallion pancake. I had to get a couple things. It was a little bit of work. But it's like, oh, cool. Like, you, I know how to make this now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's fun. you it's, learn different techniques and stuff. It's, it's worth it's. I love kind of experimenting like that, too. Like, now, like, I recently was traveling in Italy, um, this past year, now that I've come back, like it's kind of changed my approach to doing vegetables. You know what I mean? I was kind of going through like the like Alice Waters style, like you know, just the vegetables, the salt, the pepper. But now it's like okay, like let me try. Like I kind of traveled through some different regions where like they were doing some weird shit to the veggies, man. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're doing some weird shit to the veggies, weird spices. How weird are we talking, stuff. baby? Yeah, it's like just picture like, didn't happen. Details, baby. Dude, I'll throw you pics. No, 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 but I, mean, <laughs> I want to know the recipes. No, no, like, I don't know the recipes, right, but like right. I just looking. But you were saying um, like, this is more interesting. More interesting, interesting stuff. yeah. And dabbling in Italian, like different cuisine. I'm uh, one of my friends um, is a food writer, uh, Katie Parla. She just put out a book called Tasting Rome, um, and she's one of the most like reputable experts in Roman cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of great recipes in that, too, where you can kind of see the basics of, like, <clears throat> Italian cooking, kind of how it evolved, in, specifically in Rome over the years. So cool. I mean, I, I mean, that's also... This is slightly off topic, but when you can go somewhere with somebody that's that kind of expert, or I don't know if you're oh, with Oh, yes, her, that was, like, and that changed that, my... That's yeah, like, yeah. like, I will... Like, if somebody is that kind of expert on a cuisine yeah. or something in an area, like I'll be like, okay, that's an entire reason for me to plan a vacation yeah. just to Dude, go there. Dude, if you're in Rome, like, I, I, would, I would recommend going to Rome just to do Katie Parla's Rome. She has a, um, there's the book about it, but then she also has an app, Katie Parla's Rome. Oh, wow. Rex. Um, and then, Such uh, a good idea. And then she also, well, no, like, she also does like uh, guided tours too. She, uh, if she has availability, she'll do guided that tours. And that's like, that's how I did when I went to Rome uh, this year. She just kind of, I met with her and we had bites, you know what I mean? Took me Yo, what's up with her friends, What was the wildest um, thing you ate in Rome, dog? 
in Rome. Well, Rome, I didn't spend too much time in Rome. I was literally only there for like a day, and I just ate all day. Italy but overall, I traveled. Then. Italy overall, I went through a bunch of different regions, and the craziest, weirdest thing I probably ate. Well, this was, was when with with you and and your brother. And, yeah, and yeah. Eric so Warheim I went. Um, we we, uh, uh, we did a, a bit of travel in Italy in relationship to to uh, the show we work on, uh, Master of None. Very Beach Adam Sandler of you to uh, yeah. go on location. On location, um, a.k.a. let's write something <laughs> so we have an excuse to go to Italy and get someone to pay for it and mm-hmm. get a bunch of food. Uh, Smart move, but, I said. Uh, you know, we're all, me and my brother and my friend Alan, who's the co-creator of the show, and friend Eric, who's deeply involved in the show, we're just like food, we're all food heads and we mm-hmm. love to eat. Um, so the best part about working and shooting in Italy was just getting to eat all this amazing food. And in traveling there... I went. The weirdest thing I ate is we went to this uh, region called Ne. It's called Ne. How's that N-E. spelled? And N-E? It's in the mountains. Yeah, it's in the mountains. Damn. And it was basically like we were driving from. Uh, you ever heard of Ne, Andre? We were no, driving never. from like the coast to um, another city uh, in in Rome, and we just heard. Katie was like, there's this restaurant in this place called Nay. It's like up in the mountains, out of the way, but it's supposed to be crazy. It's worth going to. It serves humans. Um, <laughs> and we went there, and, you know, I, I had never had anything like it before. It was just, and it was just like different pastas and vegetables, but seasoned and prepared in ways I'd never had before. And then Katie, who's an expert on Italian cuisine, Roman cuisine, she was like, I've never had stuff like this before. <laughs> and it was just weird, like, oh, this weird, like, potato dish with pine nuts and like all these weird like i'll, I'll show you guys in a, as an aside afterwards a visual of it um, if you can, it. you can hit up my uh, if you're curious my instagram is uh the carolina gentleman at the carolina gentleman go a deep scroll kind of <laughs> have to be a deep scroll down to my summer pics um <laughs> you can see i did a lot of i did a lot of food uh food photography uh not food photography i did a lot of food posts there i used to not do a lot of food posts on Instagram because people were dicks about it, basically. People <laughs> were assholes about doing food photography mm-hmm. and showing food. And so I was like, well, people don't give a shit. So I'm just like, if I had like, an ex- like a really exceptional meal, I'll do a pic, but otherwise I'm not going to do anything. Yep. But when I was in Italy, it's like I'm having weird, crazy meal after crazy meal. I'm taking all these food pics. And what happened was, is I was traveling with my friend Katie. She tagged me in a couple of meals we had, and she has like a big following on food Instagram. And I got this new influx of followers who are food people, food writers, food fans, and they were loving all the food pics. Oh. And then I got back from America. I brought back to America, and I'm like, well, man, I got to give the people what I want. So mm-hmm. now there's, uh, you know, I do a lot of food content, not a lot of food content on my Instagram, but <clears throat> what's great is now it's the Instagram stories I try to do, I do a lot of like food stuff there because mm-hmm. that's like I can do like any pretty good, interesting meal. Like I had a great noodle dish in the San Gabriel Valley today at uh, this restaurant, Noodle Cafe. I did a little story about that. I had a little story me and Jason's cold noodles yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that meal was crazy. You like drive up in the mountains and it's just like this very specific cuisine to this like small area. Um, that nene. That nene. <laughs> it's a great name. It's a great name. Nick. I know. It doesn't even, it seems more Vietnamese than Italian, I gotta say. For sure. Yeah. Very wild. No, the mount. I mean, uh, for my understanding, and I haven't spent a lot of time. My dad has spent an incredible amount of time in in Europe, specifically Italy and Spain, and and the the mountain regions, the more rustic, kind of removed regions, you will 
travel upon and discover cuisine that doesn't Weird necessarily life. reflect what the country is. It reflects yeah. like literally within a, a, cuisine, yeah. a square 20 miles as opposed to mm-hmm. the con- like the actual country it's in. Mm-hmm. They're serving what they can get their hands on mm-hmm. as opposed and to serving very, what people and expect. It's the OG. it's the OG of seasonal cuisines. Sure, you know I mean? absolutely. <laughs> seasonal because they got to be seasonal. Not They're not trying to like flex. Like, it's beyond ultra-seasonal. Seasonal vegetables. Yeah. When you were talking about um, on the show when you were doing the tribute to the white sauce wings, what walk walk somebody through the white sauce if they might so not be familiar a with it? Specific restaurant in Nashville. I don't want to mess up mess up the name because we we placed the white sauce in a fictional restaurant we created called Tickler's Barbecue, which is just <laughs> we thought that was a um, funny name. But uh, shout out to Tickler's Nashville. Barbecue is a funny name. It's a funny name. We made a funny uh, back there. So there's a couple of places that do it i think it's called martin's okay yeah martin's nashville barbecue wreck it out and there's a better if you google it and google master of none white sauce barbecue there's a couple of places you can maybe peep this article what master of none got right and wrong about nashville it's actually very it's actually very flattering nice article shout Ah. out to the person who wrote it um and there's another good article someone wrote on thrillist that uh, goes through like all the restaurants and stuff we shot in in New York where mm-hmm. again we're big food people so we shoot shot in a lot of stuff and then I can't talk about any of it now but if you're a fan of the show and you're a fan of food and a fan of us doing dumb foodie stuff it's about to go down season two is going to be wild we may have crossed the line mm. we may have crossed the line in terms of doing food stuff really uh, I'll, 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 you know after the show comes out uh, I'd love to come back on and go we'll, walk, walk you through, through we'll through come it. back and do it we'll do a walkthrough a walkthrough of all the, all, all the spots because we, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun uh, shooting is that them. a promise um, there's probably going to be some great cameos yes. but well, well, what exactly is white sauce though it's like it's just barbecue sauce, and it's I think like a like a it's just, and mayonnaise, ma- not mayonnaise. It's like a uh, it's similar to like white gravy, like sausage gravy, basically. Oh, got this, it. This is the place in the mountains. Just giving them a quick visual, you can see online. La, the restaurant was called La Brinca. La Brinca. La Brinca and Ney. I mean, if you're traveling in Italy, like it's worth it's worth a trip. It's worth a trip. It's one of the best meals I had in all of 27, uh, 2016. This is this is your caption quote: Hidden high and deep in the mountains of Italy lies La <laughs> La Brinca. One of the most exceptional and unique dining experiences you'll ever have. Sometimes I hit my Bourdain, you know what I mean? Sometimes Solid. I hit my Bourdain, Solid. you know what I mean? You, you, you get your trip advisor on. I'm a writer by trade, you know what I mean? You hit it, baby. Get your trip advisor on, for sure. It. Other times I post fix and just like, balling on some ribs. You know what I mean? Those are my other captions. <laughs> so on your return, I'm going to put you on the spot here, for your return to the podcast after the episodes come out and we can talk about what you did. Can we also tie that into a in-house Indian cooking feast that yeah. you drop some knowledge on my dome? I'll some do. family I can come, secrets. I, I, I can, I can or come I will make come a curry. To you. I will I'll come, come to make you. a curry. I can, no, we'll we come in here. Nice kitchen, man. I wouldn't mind cooking your kitchen. But um, I'm just saying I would love to get some, some inside baseball. Yeah, yeah. It's no, my no. favorite thing in the world yeah, to yeah, have people I, teach I, me I'll how to come cook. Through, I'll come through and make a curry. That's I'll come through and make dope. a curry. I'll get, I'll get you. I'll get, I'll try and get my... Bring a spice mix. Show you how to make a spice mix. Um, And it's real. I mean, I basically verbalized how to do. It's very simple, but it's really the the key is about getting good good spices and kind of doing like a good spice mix. And there's kind of some other like little things you kind of learn. I mean, like with any cooking, like things to watch like for in terms of like when the onions are ready and like when to put the internet. It's like a visual thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we can kind of do a little walkthrough. I'd love to do that. That's why I love learning to cook from people as opposed to having people. Send me the recipes on paper because 
people ask me for recipes and I'll forget things that I just yeah. do for muscle memory. Like, oh, you have to burn the tomato paste when you're making a sauce. And yeah. I'll, I'll, it'll just say like, like, it'll say like two teaspoons tomato paste and I'll forget or be lazy or not. Like I'll just be like, oh, you're actually, you need to separately, like you need to pull the onions to the edge of the pan, put the tomato paste in, let it burn to like a dark brown. And then that's actually how you were going to caramelize and bring the sugars out of the tomato paste. Then you stir the onions back in that have been sitting on the side. Exactly. But you won't do that in, in a, book, a yeah. recipe. That's why just I like, love fuck. YouTube and I love yeah, recipes you, on yeah. YouTube and I go so deep. I like fucking 2 a.m. in the morning, I can't sleep. I'm just like, there's this one video on YouTube of <laughs> Gordon Ramsay teaching you how to make scrambled eggs. Oh. And I've watched it a hundred times. It's so great. If you, it's, my, it's how I make eggs. Is he with a it's, woman? No, he's by himself. It's real casual. It's, it's like fun. People only, if you only know angry reality TV show Gordon Ramsay, it's fun Gordon Ramsay who's just cooking right. and having fun. Right. Um, and just basically how to do it like traditional, like classic French way, low and slow, mixing it, blah, blah, blah. Um, stick a bubbles, dab of butter, eggs in the pan, fry that pan. Um, Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Off you go. Um, little al- The thing I took away from that is like alternating heat, like taking on the heat, off the heat, keeping mm-hmm. it, keeping it spinning. Um, but yeah, I get really deep. I love uh, me and a friend of mine, my friend Katie, who I work with, got really obsessed with uh, food Instagram videos, specifically taste made. Those like very quick, like over the top BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed cooks, whatever, BuzzFeed tasty, like over the top videos of like cooking stuff really quickly. Like, I don't know, it's just like a visualist and like, yeah, you know, David, I, David Cho sent me one today, a taste made video yeah, of, my, of making a Monte Cristo monkey bread. Ooh, they do what? God, does, sometimes that, that's too much. That crosses the line. I love a good Monte Cristo sandwich. Um, of course, it's too much. But like but in, in the course they, of 20 seconds. Sometimes they cross seconds. the line, but sometimes they hit that sweet spot of like, oh, that's like a really cool, good recipe. And me, yeah, me and my friend Katie just uh, message each other on Instagram all the time, different recipes and stuff. Uh, but yeah. I've got to get Katie sweets, on this pod. Dude, Katie would love to talk, taste me, because that's all we did at work. <laughs> um, but, Yo, uh, Kenny needs to come through. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, especially like the sweets ones, because that's like I don't do much – baking and like sweets cooking at home sure. and i'm a huge i love sweets um that's like oh i can kind of vicariously live in that world see that's the thing for me i don't i don't have the sweet tooth and i, I like a great dessert that's fine yeah. if someone's like you should try this it's really incredible I'll, I'll love it and appreciate it but like definitely 95 percent of the time skip dessert skip anything just like, but you, you, you as a sweet man Let's walk. Let, let's walk us through. Let's 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 do top five cereals, sweet cereals. Top five sweet cereals. So as a kid, like we were talking about Oops earlier oops. in the car. So, so I was talking Oops. <laughs> so Captain Crunch has a specific <laughs> uh, seasonal cereal called Oops All Berries, which is so you know Crunch Berries, right? For sure. So there's Captain Crunch, which is like kind of like a corn sweet cereal, <laughs> and then they came out with Crunch Berries, which was they have like a fruity yep. cereal in there. And then, and then they one year the captain accidentally put them all in there. Oops, all berries, where it's basically just the berries, and it's presented with the premise that at the Captain Crunch factory, there was an accident that they accidentally made a box that's just berries. So, oops, all berries. And I told Jason, me and my friends in college had a joke where one of my friends would always say, oops, oops, all, all berries. And we, we would just call it oops so the joke would just be to call it oops all the time like yo man you can can i, can I grab a uh, can i grab a bowl of oops real quick or it's like yeah, yeah i'll come help you with that let me just finish oops real quick i'm um, just say oops all the time so um, good but i was really into 
so like cereal wise, as a kid, I only would eat like the sugary, like mm-hmm. jacked up ones. So as a and kid, you were allowed to have it. Yeah, I mean, Indian parents didn't. Yeah, that's a white. The moderating the cereals is a real white people situation. <laughs> is that is that that's true? Like, sugary cereal has <laughs> other problems. Um, uh, yeah, no. free reign. Free, free, so yeah. you were the house that I just wrecked, just tore apart. Yeah, I just had. I would go over to friends' houses that had like, that would have. Um, it'd be like Honey Nut Cheerios. It would be um, what was this Corn Pops? Corn Pops. There would be a- um, like the Flintstone one. But these ones aren't Pre-peps. even that bad. Well, yeah, those well, aren't that bad. No, these well, are. No, no, I these was are like, the ones I had. These are the five I ate as a kid, um, in no order because. Sure. No point in ordering them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic Cocoa Pebbles. Sure. Cocoa Pebbles. Shout out to Fred Flintstone. <laughs> shout out to Barney Rubs. Um, shout out to Kyrie Irving, who was on Cocoa Pebbles for a lot of time. They did a thing where it was Kyrie Irving on Cocoa Pebbles and John Cena, the wrestler on Fruity Pebbles. Um, Hell yeah. And shout out to John Cena. John, if you're listening, reach out. I'd love to connect. Um, but so Cocoa Pebbles. Golden Grams, which is like Ooh. fucking fake ass, like you know what I mean. Golden Grams, Golden Grams, Golden Grams, Golden Grams, good as fuck. Um, Cocoa Chris, which is on the bonk, super bonker side. It's just like yeah. these, are like as close to cookies as we can make your cereal for sure. Cocoa, Chris they li- they look like cookies. They literally were designed. Those, those are, are so like good. Look like cookies. Yeah. CT Square Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um I randomly am weirdly obsessed with the fact that the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Twitter is at CT Squares. It's like, is that the best <laughs> handle for them? I don't know. But I love I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Powder it doesn't seem like everywhere. the first pair. I feel um, like Cinnamon Toast then, Crunch was like that was the Cadillac. That, that was, was the <laughs> most that was the most sugary. There was so much no, powder. I don't think so. I'll I'll I think kill. like a fruity pebbles is probably fruity pebbles a Cadillac. Was crazy cuz that also In like term- swagged out your milk. That was the thing with fruity pebbles. It yeah, swagged yeah, yeah, out yeah. the milk. Mm-hmm. Um and then I loved and I say this one last is I loved cocoa puffs. And as a kid, uh-huh. I did this weird thing and I I have yet to try it as an adult and I'm scared to try it as an adult, but I think one day I will. Where it happened where when I was a kid, we'd go to India every few years. And whenever we'd go to India, my mom or my aunts and uncles, when they brought my cousins, is we'd bring some food from America. Because, like, my family's from, like, really small, like, basically, like, villages and, like, farming towns type situation. So, like, we'd only have Indian food and control at home. So they'd bring, like, some tank. I associate tang (laughs) with India so much because, like, we'd bring tang because you could bring powdered drinks. And one of my... uh, it's my aunt's mom. She's like an older relative. She's like a grandma. Uh, she just like, they at one point just brought like an ass of Tang. They should always have Tang at the house. Like I always have Tang in India when I go to their house. And like they brought, one time my mom brought me, I was like six, so she brought a bunch of Cocoa Puffs. And I started eating them for some reason with eggs. <laughs> like I would mix Cocoa Puffs with eggs. And then from like ages, like probably like oh, man. six to like 10, that was like, a move I did. It was cocoa. It was warm eggs mixed with cocoa puffs, and I like loved it. It was like my favorite breakfast. Like a this, cocoa omelet or a cocoa scramble? No, it was like it's a cocoa scramble. It was very much a cocoa scramble. I feel like this is the wildest thing ever been said on this podcast. Cocoa scramble. Cocoa is, scrambles. What? That's that's like a, a good cross section between like. Five-year-old jail and marijuana. Yeah, for sure. With six, with it's, six, it hits the three quadrants: yeah, yeah. jail, child, and marijuana. 
My favorite it's a three quadrant Coco meal. Coco scramble. Coco scramble. It sounds like a stoner snack. It's oh, like I put did the you just shave truffle on it? Like right my before you started eating. My favorite all time favorite stoner snack. As an aside, weird stoner snack. My, my me and my friends used to do. It's classic nacho cheese Doritos. Straight up. And then respect. Philadelphia chive and onion cream cheese. You get a little plastic oh. knife. You swag out the Dorito with the cream cheese. God, Mamma so mia. good. We'd How are you so skinny? Kill, How are you so skinny? It's crazy. I don't eat that anymore. I haven't had. I haven't done. I haven't done a cream cheese Doritos. I'm not. I'm not trying to go home with that one. Were you 400 pounds? Well, that's a thing. I mean, that's no. a thing. That, I had a little gut. That's oh. a thing that's that a lot of chubbies will do. I've heard of is like. A flaming hot Cheeto in a cream cheese dip. Yeah, well, it's a similar thing. The, the chive and onion swags it out, well, though. The chive and onion's nice. But yeah, but the, and then the then the like you you put it with the knife, and then like the cream cheese would get a little gnar because the nacho cheese would kind of cross mm-hmm. over. Like it was a cross. We kill it. We kill it. Me, me, my, me, and the heads back home would kill it. All right. Well, that is a good way to end on it because we normally do the best thing we ate all week. But I think I like the best stoner snack of all time. Go to your local. For gro- sure. Go to your grocery store. Get Philadelphia brand chive and onion cream cheese. Get classic Doritos. Get a knife. Try it out. It's a good bite. Big time. I'm it's fixing to. It's a good bite. Um, It'll be the best bite you have all week. Andre, ulti- mm. ultimate stony snack for you. What say you, my friend? It's it's really funny, though, but I know exactly what it is. <laughs> um, but it's funny in the Thank context God. of what we just talked about. It was cereal mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like what I want. If you know, and I is I this like it, is this a like a, is this like a big bowl with milk? Is this dry out the box? Oh, milk, milk, milk! Like very much. Is just this Home like, Alone style? Like like serving spoon popcorn bowl? Yeah, no, it's oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm getting this visual. And I oh, don't love it. it's a it's an inappropriate size bowl. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. if you took like a salad bowl, yeah, and you just dumped Honey Nut Cheerios mm-hmm. or Frosted Flakes, classic. Just so I'm looking for texture more than anything. Yeah, and the Fruity Pebbles line and the Cocoa Pebbles line, I feel like they lose their texture too quick. Yeah, that's why I didn't like about Cocoa Pebbles. And Kicks, Kicks mm. holds that texture real well. Kicks was in. I was in. Kicks, Kicks. is a good bowl, big bowl, yep. big bowl cereal. Um, okay. So I would say Kicks, Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, Frosted Flakes, or what's the one I mentioned earlier? The that's like the the big corn pops. Corn pops. Corn pops. Corn pops. Or stay Smacks. Strong. Remember Smacks? No, what Smacks? Smacks was like a corn pops type thing with a with a frog on it. Remember, mm-hmm. frog oh yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was very much same my, thing. My corn pops. Smacks. Smacks. And last thing, forgot checks. Checks tight as hell. Checks pre-mix. Some to think some kids have lived in a world their whole life where checks have existed in a mix. Uh, <laughs> Jax was the bomb. Mm-hmm. Life was all right too. Yeah. For uh, for me, in my early days of stoning, it was the uh, there's a thing that was kind of a cross between a hash brown stick and a tater tot. Where it was basically like this, like a frozen. Situation? It was a frozen situation. What is this magical a frozen potato bag. I've never heard of. So it'd be a tater tot. The 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 material is made out of tater tot. But it is presented in kind of like a three-inch rectangle log. It's like a hash oh, brown yeah, like a hash patty. brown from patty. McDonald's, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a hash brown patty that you get it. You can get them frozen at Trader Joe's, or you can get them. At yeah, but the Safeway. no, but they're they're about three quarters of an inch thick. Oh, okay. Oh. So it's almost like a long domino of hash brown. Sure. Okay. Hard. Fair. And 
do that real extra well done, like oven at 425, 450. The dipper is ketchup, veganaise, and relish combined for a thousand island, vegan thousand island hash tater tot dipper. Heinz, Hunts? Just regular Heinz. 57, veganaise, veganaise, relish. So maybe good. a little salt and pep. Maybe if you want to add a little juice. Dude, I but love then making mixing up their own dips. I used to love doing. I used to do that Tony Shasheries in some mayo on a turkey sandwich, which is really good. Same mm. thing you can do that Lowry's too. Turn. Lowry's mayo. Turn. Lowry's mayo. Sound, sound, sound fancy. Lowry's aioli sound good. All right, guys. Another great pod down the down the tracks. We did it. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having me. Anise, like always a pleasure. So, this was so much fun, my man. Uh, if people want to follow you on Instagram and check out all Instagram, of your good food, all pics. my food stuff. The Carolina Gentleman at the Carolina Gentleman. I'm also on Twitter at my name Anise A N I Z. Adam and sorry, so I guess I should spell it all together. A N I Z A D A M A N S A R I. I don't. You know, I do talk, I more, so on Instagram, I'm like posting my meals and stuff like that. Twitter, maybe I'm like kind of generally just talking about food and generalities. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Like, ribs be good. That's a tweet. I'm like, <laughs> ribs be good. <laughs> ribs be good. Mm-hmm. Yo, I get it. Burgers are killing it yeah. this week. Oh, shout out to Bergs, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say Bergs. I like calling Burgers Bergs. Sure, sure, sure. Anise, he's at the peak of his game in the world of abbreviations, I would say. Nobody does it better. Nobody. Andre Conoparo has no social media because that's just how cool he is. Not a grid. Don't have any. Not a, not a grid. I am at them jeans at all social medias. You can go to the stewpodcast.com where all the episodes live. If you like this show, please give us a nice rating and review on iTunes. Click subscribe. New and noteworthy. New and noteworthy. Shout outs, Joe. Shout outs, Karen. Our moms. And Stewie RIP. Shout baby. out my mom. Shout out my aunts. <laughs> talk about my aunt. Talk about my uncle. Let's talk talk about my natty. Boom, okay, boom, boom, boom real quick. Boom, shout boom, out my boom, mom, Delsha. Shout out my aunt, Alvacar, my uncle, Syed, my nanny, Miss Beulah. Um, my friend, Steven, who got barbecue with me. My buddy, Bill, at the comic book shop. Um, real quick, one time for my buddy, Troy, who's kind of a piece of shit dude, but he did teach me. He did. Troy's a piece of shit, but he did teach me the Doritos cream cheese move. Yo, shitty Troy has shitty a good Troy. He had a good. He had a good idea with the Doritos. Um, that guy has a kid now, and I'm really worried. R.I.P. Yeah. Shitty Troy. <laughs> He's alive and has a kid. He's scared. Um, We're worried about you, uh, baby Troy. Troy Jr. We think about you, Troy Jr. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.